there and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Kat Lee of Hello Mornings. Join us as we talk about the power of morning routines. We'll explore how habits build identity, and in this case, it's definitely an identity that will add peace and joy to your life and impact your children in ways that you would have never even imagined. I think you'll come away from this podcast with great hope about how God can use you, no matter your background or circumstances, to impact your children for Him. Now, a lot of the concepts discussed in today's podcast are actually further explored and more deeply explained in our newest class, Heart School. Heart School was written to help you refine your vision about what God has called you to do and to prepare you to disciple and educate your children with their hearts and yours in mind. We have to be intentional and purposeful in our parenting and discipleship efforts to best prepare our children to stand in an increasingly hostile world. So whether you're a young mom and you're brand new to homeschooling, or you're a veteran homeschool mom who could use a good reminder and refresher course on why you're doing all of this in the first place, Heart School is for you. Visit teachthemdiligently.net forward slash heart school for more details and enroll in today. I am so glad you're here. I promise you do not want to miss a moment of this episode. So let's dive right into my conversation with Kat Lee of Hello Mornings. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Homeschooling Families podcast. I'm really, really excited today to welcome Kat Lee to the podcast. Kat is the founder of Hello Mornings, a, uh, and I'll let her tell you a little bit more about that, but I'm so encouraged to have her on here and talking about her ministry to moms and ladies in general, uh, just encouraging all of us to start our day in God's word and to let that really be foundational. So Kat, welcome to the podcast. Leslie, thank you so much for having me. I honestly feel like I I'm getting to talk to a bunch of heroes just in this world and in the season that we're in, just these women on the front lines loving and serving and teaching and training their children. It's an absolute honor to be here. Uh, Well, thank you. Thank you. And you are right. There are few jobs in this world that are more profoundly impactful than that of a mom. And culture just downplays it. And it's so easy to lose sight of it. But but we have such an elevated position. And it's so exciting to get to serve God in our homes and with our children and our husbands this way. So tell us real quick, before we dive in, tell us a little bit about Hello Mornings. What is Hello Mornings and kind of what what's the thought behind it? Absolutely. So really the heart behind Hello Mornings is I want to help women start their day with Jesus. I know a lot of times when we think of, you know, being believers and and spending time in God's word or having our quiet time or reading the Bible or doing a Bible study, it can be all these things. And a lot of times we forget about just the simple habit of meeting with him and being in his presence. And we replace that sometimes with a big checklist or a big to-do hmm. list. And so my heart is just to help women get in the habit of literally they wake up in bed and their first thought is just, Jesus, thank you so much for today. And, and our theme verse is Psalm 143, 8. And it says, let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love, for I've put hmm. my trust in you. 
show me the way I should go for to you, I entrust my life. And just helping women wake up, letting that be the cry of their hearts. Because if that's how we start our day with that prayer on our tongue, God can lead us and guide us in whatever direction we're going, whatever he has for us that day. So that's really kind of the passion behind it. Uh, Really practically, we encourage women to have um, a three-part morning routine of God time, plan time, and move time. And initially that might, people might be listening like, that sounds a lot, like a lot, I'm already overwhelmed. (laughs) But the beauty is, is that we are all about grace-filled, life-giving morning routines. So we start with encouraging women to have a three-minute morning routine where you can get all those elements in, in just three minutes while you're lying in bed even like between snooze buttons. So you wake up, you hit the snooze button, you have your morning routine, the snooze button thing goes off again, and then you can get out of bed. So we boil it down to make it as simple as possible so it can truly mm-hmm. be a habit because otherwise there's no there's no uh, Bible study, there's no book, there's no course that anybody could take that's going to impact their lives more deeply than just meeting with God and building their relationship with Him. So oh, that's no kind of our heart and our passion. And And if I could just real quick, you were talking just about the power of a mother. And I just, I don't know if we want to talk about this later or whatever, but I just wanted to throw in my two cents uh, on that. And I don't know if I do that now or want me to. Oh, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah. So kind of my backstory with starting Hello Mornings is I became a mom. And with three kids, I was super passionate about being the best mom I could be. And the reason for that is because I never knew my mom. So my mom was from the Philippines and she was a nurse and she came over to the United States and met my dad, who was an all-American guy who lived here. And they met and married and um, they had my brother and then they had me. And when uh, I was nine months old, she passed away. So as you know, I, I never had those memories of my mom brushing my hair or hearing her say, I love you, or I never even actually saw a picture of her with me in it, like in the same picture until I was 35 years old. And because she was from the Philippines, I didn't really know the rest of my family. I only knew my dad's side of the family. So I didn't really even have that connection point of women who looked like my mom or, you know, could tell me about my mom. And just growing up with that hole and feeling like I was always on the outside looking in of this magical relationship that's like in every movie and, and you know, is part of so many holidays throughout the year, uh, I just... It was really a pain point, I think, for me. You wow, know, mothers yeah. would come around and it was just a really, really hard thing because like so many other things in life, you can, you know, you can fill that hole, you can replace it, you can do whatever. But, you know, I was, I had to come to the point where I knew that I was never going to know what it was like to have a mom and to be mothered by my actual mother. And so then when I got to become a mom, I just, you know, it was, it was like I, God was giving me the ability to be the very thing that I always wanted. And so I didn't want to waste it. So I needed to start every day saying, Jesus, how can I love these kids well? How can I lead them to you? Because I'm not the end all be all you are. So in, in sharing that story, I just want to say to each one of you um, listening that what you do is profoundly important because any CEO, any sitting official, any billionaire, any sports person, whatever, they can all be replaced the next day. Hmm. But a mother, um, whether present or absent, can never 
be replaced and will always be remembered. And her impact is always going to be there, whether she was present or whether she was absent. And so I just really want to make sure that you understand and grasp the value and power of your impact in your child's life. And that is a very powerful thing, regardless of whether or not society gives you praise or red carpets or not. I think I think heaven does. Well, amen. And and the other thing is, I was thinking as you were talking and recounting your story, there's such great hope that whether or not you, you know, in your case, you you lost your mom, but in so many that I talked to, their moms just were not good examples for a myriad of reasons, mm-hmm. whether they were they were absent physically, making life choices that, that were wrong or whatever. They just... A lot of women that I talked to didn't grow up with the mom that they would want their children to have. Mm-hmm. And yet God is so faithful and so good to to give you the wisdom and the strength and the grace to be that for your children and to really change the course of history by by rewriting the story that they could have had if things would have gone the same way. And it's just it's that that grace of God and that loving kindness that he shows to his children is overwhelming. Yeah, you know, I agree just 110% because he can redeem any story. And the tiny short version of mine was just not knowing my mom. I became passionate about, you know, being the best mom I could. I started, um, you know, this morning routine thing. And then Compassion International, um, as my blog grew, they they wanted to take me on a trip to show me what they do around the world. And um, I was, you know, super honored to do that. And And the guy who contacted me said, I know this is random and I don't know if you can go, but we're, we're going to the Philippines. Do you want to go? <laughs> and I, you know, never thought we're not a world traveling family, never imagined I'd be able to go and to the Philippines and like see the things that my mom saw and wow. smell the smells and, and breathe the air and, and see the culture that I never really understood. Um, and so then actually a few weeks before we went, I got a Facebook message from a girl named Esther Sandy, who I remembered from my childhood getting little airmail letters from. And she was a cousin from the Philippines. And she Facebook messaged me and I said, wow, I'm actually going to be in Manila in a few weeks. And wow. she said, great, um, I'll meet you there. Um, and so 20, no, 18 of my family members traveled 24 24- <sighs> hours by boat, plane, train, automobile to meet me. And the day that I met my compassion sponsor child, we got back to the hotel with the other bloggers, got out of the bus, walked into the hotel and just walked into the arms of the family that I never knew. And wow. cried. so it's just a beautiful testament. I, I never would have gotten to that point. And the, you know, all these compassion kids wouldn't have been sponsored or Helen mornings wouldn't exist helping women, literally thousands of women around the world meet with Jesus. If I didn't have this story that I used to regret and now I embrace because God's really redeemed it and brought it full circle. So I would just encourage you that no matter what your story is, he wants to redeem it. And I believe that he does that morning by morning as we follow him. Oh, no question. And I just, wow, what a grace that was. I'm so glad that the door opened for you to share all of that with us, because that is, it's, we would never imagine what God has in store for us and the way that he will use our circumstances, even though we hate the circumstances themselves, God can use them so powerfully if we just open our hands and our lives and allow him to. Yes. Um 
So why don't we dive into to really talking about morning routines? What you know, you, we were talking before and you you noted a lot uh, or you, you were talking some about habits and mm-hmm. and all of these things. And I think it would be great for you to unpack some of that, um, that what you've learned about habits through the years and then how that relates to building these morning routines that are so foundational for our day. Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of times when we think about morning routine, we think, okay, we need to have this grand plan. And we we often start at our end result. We start with where we want to go. When in reality, any habits that we've built, whether good or bad, always started really small. My son uh, Mm -hmm. plays the cello and he started out when he was in like the fourth grade playing Literally, he was supposed to play five minutes a day and he didn't even have a bow. He just had to pluck the strings. And, you know, you think nobody's going to learn the cello in five minutes a day. But the thing about habit is that not only does it, you know, help you do the thing, but it also builds your identity as Mm -hmm. a person who does the thing. So it built my son's identity. I am a musician because I pull out my cello for five little minutes every single day. As women, if we just wake up and do that three minutes, it sounds so ridiculous. And a lot of times we want to say, is it even worth it? It is worth it because it builds our identity as women who say, I'm going to start my day with Jesus. This may feel small. It may feel ridiculous. It may feel like it doesn't have an impact, but I guarantee you, you'll feel that way before you start. Once you do the three minutes, you'll be like, oh my goodness, who knew three minutes could have that big of an impact. And so I just really want to encourage people that habit building is not a hard thing. And if it's a hard thing, we're probably doing it wrong. Habit building should be a simple thing to start off with. And then we build towards something that's more difficult because ultimately habit building is just building these neural pathways in your brain. And kind of like Lewis and Clark didn't just, you know, fight their way all the way to the um, Pacific Ocean. It took them, you know, almost a full year to slowly wind their way. But once they did that, they paved the way for other people to head to the Pacific Ocean and other people and other people. And now it takes us, you know what, three days maybe by car to drive across the country. And so it is a process. And if we prepare ourselves for the fact that, you know, small steps are so, so powerful. And if we can just consistently make those small steps, it's kind of like compound interest with finance. You know, you save a penny a day and you'll have a billion dollars by the time you're 65. (laughs) It's the same with your morning routine. Just do those small things to begin with and just focus on the consistency instead of trying to be perfect. Um, then you'll get so much farther than if you try to do, you know, I'm going to have a one hour Bible study time followed by a one hour workout followed by, you know, this to do list thing. If we just start small, there's a ton of power in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you said something early on, um, actually kind of way back at the introduction that really stepped or jumped out at me. You noted that um, so many of us start off with a checklist. And and when you said that, I was like, you know, a checklist just adds weight to a person. That's, that's a very weighty thing. But these, these morning routines, these, these habits, this, this setting aside time that is kind of um, really blocked off in stone for me, where you start your day with Jesus, that gives peace and, and really, it takes the weight of everything off. Jesus says that his his burden is light. You know, you come unto mm-hmm. me um, and th- we just have that opportunity every day. It is truly, truly an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, wh- many, many of us, what if our husbands asked us out on a date and we get in the car and he pulls out a checklist? That doesn't mm-hmm. feel quite like a relationship. That feels a bit more like somebody's project. And I think it's the same with our relationship with the Lord. If we wake up and we're like, I'm going to quote unquote, spend time with God. And then we pull out our checklist instead Mm -hmm. of saying, I'm going to spend time with God 
God, you created me. I love you. Thank you for giving me another day on this earth. I want to know your heart and your plans for my life and for today. I want to love you and serve you today. And I think it's just really a mental switch of we are investing in a relationship. We're not doing a project. And those are very different things. I think there is absolutely a place for Bible study and Bible study can be a wonderful relationship thing. But sometimes we take a Bible study and replace it replace relationship with the Bible study, if that makes sense. Um, And we focus too much on the thing instead of focusing on the author. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's our heavenly father. I was actually talking to, um, to a friend last night uh, who was really struggling with kind of a perception of God. And we lose, we lose sight so often of the fact that God is a loving father who delights to give good things to his children. Mm-hmm. Um, we tend to only look at him as as ruler, as king, and all of the things that he really is, but he is so much more than that. He wants us to live very, very closely to him in relationship throughout God's word. We see um, calls for us to lean into him, to draw near to him, to cast our cares on him, all of these very, very personal things um, that really really are ways for us to exercise what our view of God really, really is. Mm -hmm. And I I think the way I like to look at it is it's kind of like if you go and work out, you don't usually just go straight to the heavy weights and lift some, you know, I don't know, 200 pound weight thing. You go, (laughs) and not that I ever lift 200 pounds, but you know what I mean? You don't just do the hardest thing first. Uh, You go in and you maybe stretch, walk, you warm up. And that's kind of what I see a morning routine as being, and especially the Hello Morning's three minute morning routine. It's like a, well, it's a warm up to spending time, to diving into Bible study. The Bible study is like the meat of it where we get to know his character. We get to know, you know, how he structured this whole story that he's written of human history and 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 who he is and all of that, um, but there needs to be sometimes a warm up and that's just you know our prayer and and starting with that three minute morning and saying God I just thank you for today and I just want to connect with you, and then in the process of connecting you dive deeper into studying His Word into prayer into worship into journaling into all those different aspects of spending time with Him, but there needs to be the element of just getting started. And Mm -hmm. it'll feel less like a project if we get started, I think, in prayer. Oh, absolutely. And I even, um, years ago, I wrote an article and there's there's a resource available. I'll link to it below. But um, just a whole bunch of day starter verses that I keep in a jar Mm -hmm. beside my bed so that like you were noting with that those moments between snoozing, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can easily just grab one of those if I'm struggling with what to set my mind on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right there. It's super handy. Um, so what kind of resources and such do you have to help moms really start developing these habits? So we have the three minute morning, we have a kit. So it's basically explains what the three minute morning is. And it's, it's just, um, praying Psalm 143, eight is your God time. And then looking at your calendar or praying through your calendar is your plan time. And then taking 10 deep breaths is your move time. Mm -hmm. And those all sound like really small, really insignificant things. But it's just, again, building your identity as a woman who says, God, you are first and foremost in my life. And I'm starting my day with you. It's a woman who says, God, I want your plans and not just my plans. So I'm going to submit my calendar and my to-do list to you today. And a woman who says, God, my body isn't about my image or how other people perceive me. It's about having the energy to follow where you're leading. So 
so the three-minute morning is where it starts. And then we have uh, a lot of other resources. We have Bible studies that are structured in such a way that women can spend, you know, five minutes or 50 minutes. It's a progression of, of questions and steps that can take you as deep as you have time to go. Because really our heart at Hello Mornings is to help people build that habit. So everything that we have helps them build that habit. We have a, a boot camp uh, that's the three-minute morning boot camp, and it really helps them to again, build that habit where it's a series of audios and I just walk them through the three minute morning and then I have a short teaching on habit building on morning routines and how to how to really make it a part of our everyday lives. Hmm. Well, I I know that there are probably a lot of moms out there listening who have young children. I, I hear from from many who um, you know, when your kids are young, your personal space and personal time is very limited. Um, so what would you say to to those moms who are, you know, like by the time that my eyes open, I've got a two year old snuggled in beside me and an infant screaming in the other room. Um, you know, how does how does what does this look like for them? I think that's a brilliant question. And I have been there 100 <laughs> uh, percent. You know, I would start off very simply and just say, like the three minute morning routine. And again, it's not about the routine. It's not about three minutes, not about what verse you do or what steps there are, but just the concept of having a scripture that you have committed to memory uh, that you can wake up and just pray through so that you're not, because a lot of times when we wake up, sometimes we might start praying and it becomes compraining. I don't know if anybody else has ever done that (laughs) as prayer. And then it becomes some sort of, you know, a litany of complaints that we want God to fix. So Mm -hmm. that's why I love just waking up with a scripture that I have memorized because then I'm just praying his word back to him. And it just sets my heart in the right place. So, you know, the three minute morning is perfect when you have little ones, because again, it's not about what time you wake up or how early you wake up. It's about how you wake up and what you set your heart and mind on when you wake up. So my tips for if you have little ones in the house, memorize Psalm 143.8 or Psalm 23 or just whatever passage that is meaningful to you so that when you are laying in bed and the kids are jumping on you, you can just close your eyes. You can just in the midst, in the middle of it, you don't need to tell everybody to be quiet so that you can do an exegetical study of Leviticus. You know, <laughs> you can just in that moment have the scriptures in your heart and in your mind and you can pray those back to him because Again, it's really just all about the consistency um, of it and not saying, no, I'll do it later when I have more time, because I don't think that that that's really quite how relationships work. Right. And I also think that our kids need us. I think it's it's important. You know, just as our kids need us to wake up and be clothed when we go out to see them or they need us to some of us to have a cup of coffee or just the little things that we might do before we interact with our kids. This needs to be one of them and it could be done literally in as little as three minutes. So um, that, that would be the first step just to, you know, have that scripture memorized so that you can connect with him regardless of what's happening around you. And the other thing is just to bring them in on it. If you turn on a worship song and worship while dancing with them um, and holding them, or you'd have your Bible out while you're feeding them. I I used to give my kids go-gurts. If you're super healthy, it might not be a great thing. (laughs) I don't don't, don't, don't know what's in it. My kids haven't had them in years, but they're like these little tubes of yogurt, but I would freeze them. So Mm -hmm. they would wake up and have their go-gurt. And so that would kind of keep them occupied and quiet for a while because it's frozen. And while I would be able to do a little bit of Bible study. So just you you could also have like a little bag of things, again, depending on the age of your child, just a little bag of activities, little Bible board books, um, 
different things like that that can keep them occupied while you spend time with him. But I would say if you can incorporate them in the process as well. Absolutely. And I wanted to follow that up. Um, you know, my kids now are 21 to 14. Um, so we are we are aging well up in there. But it, bringing them in from the time that, you know, the earliest memories include mama doing devotions. Well, what I saw happen out of that, and this was not something that I planned. This is strictly a grace of God and God answering prayers all through the years. My kids, their reality was God's people get up and they spend time with Jesus before they start their day. That's all they knew because that's what they saw mama and daddy modeling for them. And again, like Kat said, it didn't, it wasn't always, you know, an hour long time with Jesus, but there was something there. We talked about Jesus. We, we, they knew that we were setting our hearts on him at the front end of our day. And that became habitual for them as well, because that was what was modeled for them. And you as a mom and as a dad have such a power opportunity to just through those everyday moments of your life to form or to help your children form life-giving habits while they're still young so that they aren't, you know, 30 years old and trying to develop that for the first time, mm-hmm. you're able to pass that on naturally. And um, just a- again, that's one of those things that God has shown me in my rearview mirror. I wasn't smart enough to think, ooh, I'm going to do this so that this will happen. But God is good enough that that's the way that it worked out. So just an encouragement of, you know, it. the influence and the power of what you're doing goes well beyond just you for that day. It could be impacting your children for the rest of their life. Absolutely. And I think, you know, those little things that we do that build habits in us. I think it also tends to build habits in our children because yep. it becomes they normalize it. It's what's normal to them. It's what's their it's what they're used to. It's where they see mom and dad going when things get hard or things are difficult. And yep. so then when things are hard or difficult for them, they're like, that's where they went. That's where I'm going to go. And we might think we're not doing anything big in the moment. But again, we're not just building our identity. We're building our family identity and we're helping our kids build their identity, too. Well, yeah, that's really, that's the whole point behind the teach them diligently verses and concepts in in God's word is those in-between times that are so powerful as you're discipling, as you're teaching, as you're passing on your faith naturally to your children and to to those that are around you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, well, Kat, we are almost out of time. Would you tell us a little bit? I know that you have um, a, a prayer calendar. I know that you have some other things on your website. So would you just give us a little bit of insight as to, you know, where we find it? And then I'll make sure we link to anything down below that you mention here. Absolutely. So we have a family prayer calendar, and it's basically just a month's worth of prayers that you can pray for really anyone in your family. You could even change all the words and pray it for anybody in your life. Um, But it just has scriptures that go with it. And it's just been a really powerful tool for a Mm -hmm. lot of people to you know, be intentional and to fight for their families in prayer. We also have the three minute morning kit, which is just a little video overview of how the three minute morning works and why it works, even though it's only three minutes. Um, and then also some printables that you can download uh, and um, trackers and ways that you can get other people involved and be accountable with and have fun with as well. Um, so the family prayer calendar and the three minute morning kit are both available on our website. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for for following God obediently and making um, just making a point to to help focus 
ladies' hearts on the importance of this and to provide resources to help them build those habits um, where, whenever they're starting, wherever they're starting, uh, but to make it feel more attainable um, by just breaking it down into those small small step-by-step ways to build those strong, strong habits. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for being here today. Absolutely. It's completely my honor. I'm so thankful that I got to be on here with you, Leslie. Well, I'm glad you were too. And for everybody else, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.